You're listening to the Bankwest Economic Insights Podcast. Welcome to the Bankwest Economic Insights Podcast. I'm Rob Corey and today we're examining the issue of gender pay inequality and its economic impacts in Australia. The Bankwest Curtin Economics Centre has just released its latest report on the state of the gender pay gap in Australia in partnership with the Australian workplace gender equality agency, WGIA. Bankwest Curtin Economic Centre Associate Professor Rebecca Castles is the joint author of the report and she's joined me to discuss the findings. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Rob. Thanks very much for joining me. Can we start, first of all, by outlining what you see as the key economic impacts of gender inequality and in particular gender pay inequity in Australia today? Well, we know gender pay gaps have been one of those very persistent features of the Australian labour market. Now, they don't all, always signal direct discrimination, but they do remain problematic for a number of reasons. Pay gaps result in poorer economic security for women, so they restrict the accumulation of wealth in the form of both property and superannuation. They also increase women's reliance on government assistance over their lifetime and increase the likelihood of women living in poverty at every life stage. Um, They also, pay gaps also stunt economic growth by acting as a disincentive to participate in the labour market or to increase hours of work for women um, in the labour market. And this is the third report in the uh, Bankwest Curtin Economic Centre and Wajia's Gender Equity series. Are you seeing a positive response from Australian organisations on pay equity in this report? We certainly are. I think more employers than ever before are taking pay equity quite seriously and we're starting to see these results, um, these uh, translate into results. So we know that there's a, um, a higher um, level of activity in employers that are undertaking a pay gap analysis than ever before. This has increased from, from 24% just a few years ago to almost 40% um, in, the, in the four years of data that we've been able to collect and analyse. So we know that that... Um, uh, those types of actions are increasing and we can also see that there are additional actions um, stemming from these pay gap analyses and audits in the form of correcting like-for-like like pay gaps and also reporting the uh, results of these analyses to the board or the executive. A uh, 24 to 40% uh, increase in over four years is quite a significant shift. What do you think are the key factors behind that shift? Look, I think there's, um, there's obviously there's business imperatives around um, getting more women um, in leadership roles and um, also looking to get them um, engaged in the workforce more and also to keep them within the companies that they're operating. So I think there's a business imperative there. But there's also a, a real policy push from the Workplace Gender Equality Agency um, and from other areas of society to have um, organisations actually um, step up and, and take um, notice of, of what's going on um, inside their organisations when it comes to the way in which they pay men and women. Which of these sectors uh, in Australia, which of the sectors and industries are, are leading the way uh, on gender pay equity and which of those are lagging behind? We're actually seeing the sectors that are most likely to be acting on pay equity, so in the forms of actually understanding the way in which the differences in in the way in which they're paying men and women in the organisation are more likely to be male-dominated industries than also industries that tend to have a a sort of a more masculine background. So finance and insurance is leading the way, so around two-thirds of finance and insurance organisations have undertaken a pay gap 
uh, analysis and um, quite a high percentage of those have then taken further, further actions as a result of those pay gap analyses. The mining sector is also um, leading the way and similar numbers, around 60% of organisations um, are taking action on, on pay equity by undertaking a pay gap analysis and then doing taking, undertaking further steps um, in order to address the inequities that they're seeing in their data. Well, there's some particular sectors that need to play catch up and, and take the issue of gender equity and, and conducting uh, gender pay gap analyses more seriously. Well, surprisingly, the female-dominated sectors are those that um, are the most um, or the least likely to have undertaken a pay gap audit. Now, these sectors um, are typically, you know, in health sector and the education sector, um, and, the, and we're looking at private, um, the private sector here. None of the none of the public sector is included in this in this analysis that was undertaken. Um, so the healthcare and education, only around 20% have undertaken a pay gap analysis. Now, there's probably a couple of reasons for that, and one of them is that, in general, they, they usually have smaller or narrower uh, pay gaps. But I think that um, there still remains um, a case for, for these organisations to be looking um, a little bit more than what they are at the moment. The report suggests that the role of leadership is critical to addressing uh, gender pay inequality in organisations. Why is that? That's right. We've found that actions to correct like-for-like like pay gaps are three times as effective in reducing overall pay inequities when combined with reporting to executives and boards. So leadership is absolutely critical if uh, we want to see change within an organisation when it comes to the pay gap that that organisation um, is observing. So I think... Um, there's a number of reasons for that and um, the, the accountability aspect of it is, 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 is um, one of those things driving um, the effectiveness of reducing the pay gap. If it becomes important to the, um, to the leadership in the organisation, to the executive, to the board, then it's likely that we're going to see additional action um, take place. So just finally, if you are an organisational leader listening to this podcast, what are the first steps you can take to addressing the gender pay gap in your organisation? So we've found that there's a trifecta of actions that are key um, to minimising the gender pay gap in organisations and that trifecta is measurement um, and then acting on the measurement, the analysis that you've conducted and then accountability. Those are the three steps that any organisation, if they're looking to reduce their gender pay gap, can take. So it starts with the measurement because the measurement then gives you the data that you can then act on. Absolutely. I mean, we've, we've got to look at the um, uh, pay gap to start with uh, and measurement is, is key, but also um, understanding the what you're actually um, looking at when you do measure and analyse the data and then taking action and that action can be in the form of correcting like-for-like -like pay gaps or even uh, going that step further to analysing certain aspects of pay, including performance pay or the performance rating scale. And then the third and uh, the third element and the key element is accountability and uh, making those uh, uh, measurements and those actions accountable to either the executive or the board. Rebecca, thanks very much for your time today. The full report, titled Gender Equity Insights 2018, Inside Australia's Gender Pay Gap, is available on the Bank West Curtin Economic Centre website which is bcec.edu.au. And join us next time for a deep dive into the state of the WA economy with Bankwest Chief Economist Alan Langford. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Bankwest Economic Insights Podcast.